Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Wednesday, November 18th. Um, First, uh, my apologies for missing a couple of days uh, at the end of last week and uh, at the start of this week. um, Life circumstances sort of just dictated that. Um, I do want you to know that we've got something that works for you um, for the podcast in the coming weeks and months. Um, We will be uh, going to um, a somewhat new format at the start of the new year. Um, We'll continue in the current format until uh, the middle of December. And then we have some, um, I would call them exciting, but that sounds rather trite. So um, we do have some differences coming up where you will... Um, you will hear from some various people, uh, not only me, and hopefully in uh, some different forms. So uh, get ready for that. That is going to be good, and I think will make um, your experience with our podcast even better. Um, we will still be here for um, uh, the reading of Scripture and prayer, here journaling, helping us meditate. That will all still be a part of the podcast, um, but you will have uh, some variety in there as well. Uh, but in the meantime, as we um, finish up our series... Uh, on practices and habits that root us deeply to Jesus and then overflow the good life to others. Uh, This last week, I preached on uh, work and Sabbath, and I wanted to today um, mention something or do do a hear journal through a verse that I mentioned in the second service, um, but not in the first service. And if you watched online, then you just heard the first service. And um, it was... uh, not intentional to admit it. It just kind of got lost in, um, obviously, a lot of other things that uh, we were talking about. So if you have your Bibles, you want to turn to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. And uh, if you can find Hosea 6, if you want to look at Hosea 6 too, um, or not 6, verse 2, Hosea 6. Also, um, Hosea, who are... Um, was blind, a blind prophet, and that's where our national anthem came from. Hosea, can you see? All right, here we go. Uh, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12. It says, At that time, Jesus passed through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick and eat some heads of grain. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, See, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he entered the house of God and they ate the bread of presence which is not lawful for him or for those with him to eat, but only for the priest. Or haven't you read in the law that on the Sabbath days, the priests in the temple violate the Sabbath and are innocent? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Moving on from there, he entered the synagogue, There he saw a man who had a shriveled hand, and in order to accurse him, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He replied to them, Who among you, if he had a sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, wouldn't take hold of it and lift it out? A person who is worth far more than a a person is worth far more than a sheep, so it is lawful to do what is good on the Sabbath. Then he told the man, Stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and he was restored. As good as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted against him how they might kill him. And that is the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 12. Um, 
Now, the verse that we are going to zero in on today, so this is my H for our here journal, what we're going to highlight, is verse 7, where Jesus says to these Pharisees, if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. All right, what is does Jesus mean when he says to these Pharisees, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Why, why does he sort of make this the, the key interpretive lens for what a person can and cannot do on the Sabbath? Um, so first, let's walk back through the story a little bit as we think about it. Um, the big idea of what's happening here is Pharisees don't like Jesus and they are looking because they threatened the Pharisees' power. And so they are looking for ways to condemn Jesus um, and eventually kill him or at least minimize him so much in the eyes of people, make him like an outlaw and you know just an undesirable uh, so that people don't follow him and they will come back sort of under the Pharisees' rule so the Pharisees don't lose their power and influence. So they, they key in on the Sabbath because Jesus, actually, a lot of his miracles and a lot of the healing work that he does is on the Sabbath day. You'll find that repeated throughout the Gospels. So the Pharisees are looking for this opportunity, and they find two opportunities to do it. This first one is that they watch him as he goes through grain fields on the Sabbath, and his Pharise- and I'm sorry, his disciples are picking off the wheat and eating it because they are hungry. And so Pharisees say, aha, we got you. We have uh, a charge that we can bring against you. And Jesus says, well, haven't you read in the Old Testament, in the book of, uh, I believe it is 2 Samuel, um, where David, the king, uh, who is on the run from Saul, uh, he is hiding from Saul, and he hides in um, essentially the temple, place where the priest is, and the priest does not have uh, it does not have anything to offer him, uh, David, and his men, except for what for us would be the equivalent of sort of um, the bread for the Lord's Supper. And you say, well, you, man, you're not supposed to eat that. That's the idea. Is it, the bread of presence that was in the temple was not for people to eat. It was there, uh, or at least was not for people to eat outside of uh, the ceremony um, that would happen in the temple, sort of the worship gathering. But... Instead, the priest says, no, 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 you guys need to eat. God does not want you to die, so here, I'll let you eat the bread of presence. Jesus' point is, look, here's a great king that you follow, David, and he broke the rules of the Sabbath He on the bread of presence. Uh, he ate the bread of presence, so he, he broke a law in order to keep a higher law. What was the higher law? The higher law was life. Uh, justice. He was uh, he was a man to whom injustice had been done. It would be kind of like um, uh, if a um, if uh, a homeless person came in who was hungry, and we said, "No, no, no, you can't eat this bread. This is for the Lord's supper." Jesus would say to us, "I desire mercy, not sacrifice." Right? I I want you, I want you to do the things that the sacrifice represents. Um, I want you to have mercy, not just be reminded of my mercy. I want you to actually. Have mercy on people. All right, so that's the big idea. We see that repeated in the next section where he heals the man with the, with the shriveled hand. Again, the question is, hey, you can't do that kind of work on the Sabbath. But no, Jesus' point is, wait, 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 wait. 
God wants life. And where there where death threatens, the Sabbath is the last day where we. The Sabbath is a day that we celebrate and delight in God's wholeness. Uh, it's a it's a day that we celebrate and delight in the life God has given us. So we don't allow we don't allow uh, allow disease or death when we can prevent it to happen. Um, if we can indeed. Um, do something about it. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I don't. I just. I don't just want the exterior ritual. I want the interior heart, which is for life and wholeness. That's what the Sabbath is about: delighting in life and wholeness. In fact, um, Seventh Day Adventists, um, one of the few uh, professions that they allow to go on on the Sabbath for Saturday for them, uh, are doctors and nurses, people in a medical profession, uh, for this very reason. Now, so that gives us a, a look at the whole situation, and, and the, the idea that's coming out is the Sabbath is about delighting in life and wholeness, and so we still need to do things that are about life and wholeness. We need to feed the hungry. We need to heal the sick. We need to provide a home for, even if it means some work, we need to provide a home for the homeless. All right, so this quote in verse 7, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, now we're going to bring it together, go over to Hosea 6. The blind prophet for whom our national anthem begins. Hosea 6. And in uh, Hosea 6 is one of those that you just wish at least the Old Testament was in alphabetical order. Okay. In Hosea 6, so Jesus says, go and learn what this means. Or you, you, if you would have understand, if you would understand Hosea 6, 6, you would get this. And there you can see in Hosea 6, 6, it says, for I desire faithful love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Now, a couple of things. First of all is notice, remember, what, remember when we talked about meditation on Scripture and how that was a sort of a, a bedrock or a foundational or a keystone habit, cornerstone habit. It, it, that is a habit that unlocked lots of the other habits. Well, look what Jesus does here. It is his knowledge of Scripture that helps him understand how to practice the Sabbath. And his knowledge of Scripture, has, uh, because of his meditation on the Old Testament and on this prophet, um, he is able to apply it to a situation that comes up. So, for I desire faithful love. You know what faithful love is? Old Testament, faithful love, that is hesed, translated mercy here when Jesus says in the New Testament. I desire attachment love, not sacrifice, God says. The knowledge of God, in other words, the intimacy of God, I desire intimacy rather than burnt offerings. I desire never stopping, never giving up. I will never, leave. I will always be here for you, love, and I desire intimacy with me. That's what God says. So Jesus is saying to the Pharisees, wherever your practices of Sabbath, whatever your practices of Sabbath, and I would extrapolate that work, Wherever your practices of work and Sabbath, work and rest, wherever they go against, God's never stopping, I'm always here for you, love, or wherever they go against having an intimacy with God, or in the way Jesus applies this, wherever they go against life, wholeness, and flourishing, you should drop them because that is not the Sabbath. Remember, Jesus also said, Man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath for man. In other words, if the Sabbath is about life and wholeness, we will find blessing from getting into God's rhythm of work and rest, not curse. The Sabbath is for man, not man for the Sabbath. 
We are not supposed to sort of fit into this rigid system that is just a set of rules. We are supposed to apply wisdom of what God wants in our rest, what he wants in our work, what he wants in our Sabbath. And at the bottom of that is hesed, faithful love, intimacy with God, holding fast, clinging tight to God. And so now let's finish today with the way Hosea 6 starts, which is one of the more beautiful sets of verses in the Bible. I'm going to read Hosea 6, 1 through 3. Right before we get to this verse of God desiring faithful love and not sacrifice, intimacy with him, this is what he says. This is what Hosea says. He says, come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us and he will heal us. He has wounded us and he will bind up our wounds. He will revive us after two days, and on the third day he will raise us up so we can live in his presence. Let us strive to be intimate with the Lord. His appearance is as sure as the dawn. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring showers that water the land. That is the word of the Lord from Hosea 6 that Jesus quotes and surely thinks about and remembers as he's thinking about the life that's supposed to be breathed out on the Sabbath day in all of our work and rest. Life, wholeness, completion, intimacy with God, that's what needs to govern the way we work and the way that we rest. And now let's be silent and pray. Our Father in the heavens, We love you and we thank you for creating us in this work and rest rhythm in which we both do things with you and also just abide in you, in which we enjoy your presence, one another's company, and also we get busy about doing work that will bless others. Father, thank you that you don't desire first our production or our performance. What you desire first is faithful love, hesed, agape, mercy, and intimacy with you, knowledge of you. More than the exterior virtue signaling ritualistic things, at the heart of those, at the heart of all of our habits, at the heart of all of our worship liturgy, is intimacy with you, faithful said love with you. May it be that way in our workplaces. May it be that way on our Sabbath days. God, lead us in to this faithful love, into this intimacy with you in all of our practices. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.